Thank you for downloading this episode of the 155 Podcast, the public records interview series of all candidates in Hamilton's 2018 municipal election. For more election coverage, visit thepublicrecord.ca where you can sign up for our City Hall newsletter. Episode 44, Kevin Marley, running for Ward 12 Hamilton City Councilor, recorded on August 30th, 2018. Kevin Marley, you're running for Ward 12 Hamilton City Councilor. Welcome to the Public Records, the 155 podcast. Thank you for having me. Firstly, tell us, who is Kevin Marley? I moved with my family to Ancaster when I was eight years old, and I've spent my entire life up until this point living there uh, to this day. So I went to Russo's school. I went to Senior Public, then Ancaster High. I only moved out briefly for a stint at McMaster for two years during my undergrad and moved back towards the end of that. I was able to do an online master's degree, so I got to stay in Ancaster while I completed a master's degree. And now I find myself in real estate, so I work often in Ancaster as well. So I spend a lot of time there, and uh, that's, that's where I call home, and that's where I spend time with my friends and family. In my spare time, I'm a musician, so I play bass guitar mainly, and I play with my friends that I we used to be in a band back in high school and I also enjoy gardening and I'm a huge fan of hockey so I, I've got season tickets to the Bulldogs and play it in my spare time. Why are you running? So I'm frustrated at the lack of progress on some issues by past councils. It's not just the issues themselves it's the way that council has handled complex situations. They'll often throw money in a study and then another study and it seems to be that they're just trying to push it down the line. And people want action, and that's what I'm about. So I have got some interesting ideas of my own, but I also want to get council moving forward on a lot of these topics. Do you live in Ward 12, yes or no? I do live in the ward. Does it matter if one lives in the community one seeks to represent? I think it definitely helps. Since it's your home, you're going to have the neighbors and friends in that community, you're going to get to know them. You're going to know the area quite well. And so since you're spending a lot of time there, you're going to want what's best for that area. But I think that's the key. It's the time spent there and the, the people you get to know and the, and the community that you become a part of. So it's not a necessary requirement, but it definitely helps. If you lived out of the ward and were frequently in another ward, I think that if you became integrated in that community, you could do a great job. How have you contributed to your community and to our city? So when I was 12, I was an avid skateboarder. And I was frustrated at the time that being in Ancaster, I didn't have anywhere to participate in skateboarding that was not interfering in someone's business or in the middle of the road or getting in the way of pedestrians. So I only knew of two areas at the time, one in Beasley Park, downtown Hamilton, and one out in Burlington by Mapleview. So I contacted the Hamilton Spectator through a letter to the editor, and it got published. A group that was trying to get a new skateboard park built in Hamilton reached out to me, and I became part of this group. And together, we helped get the skateboard park that is now on Rymel. And at the time, it was boring. I was only 12 years old, but uh, it was kind of interesting to see the back end of how these things get done. After that, in, in high school, I started getting really involved with a thing called Coffee House. So a coffee house, if you don't know, it's a student-run initiative to basically do a food drive by providing a concert of local bands, which I was one of, and I also helped run it. I did that every year 
while I was in high school and even when I was in my undergrad at McMaster. Another group that I was a part of is called the Eco Ninjas. It's a high school group that I helped found. And what we did was we would make small changes to the high school, such as planting trees or changing the garbage to a recycling garbage combination unit. And hopefully over time, we would make the Ancaster High School a little bit more green. Unfortunately, with undergrad and my master's, I hadn't been able to do much uh, while I was undertaking my studies. But now that I'm free of that burden, I'm hoping to get more involved uh, in later dates. What are your two priorities for Ward 12 and two priorities for Hamilton as a whole? So for Ward 12, the biggest issue that I've been told from talking with my community is the traffic right where Mohawk becomes the link. In the morning, that thing can be just jammed. And Ancaster is a sleeper community. People often work outside of the ward. And they're going to spend a lot of time driving to and from work. And the city needs to do a better job at getting them home so they can spend time with their families. It's not an easy task to just come up with a point that says this will fix the traffic issue. But I do want the city to go into great lengths to, to look at what can be done. Uh, a couple of things that have just popped into my mind, as well as some others, is extending lanes and on-ramps to allow more cars a chance to, to get in and merge onto the 403, or even making another on-ramp at some point on the 403 that would allow traffic to start up there and work its way down so that that one area doesn't become the hub of entry point to the 403. The other priority that is troubling to me and a lot of other people in the ward is the, the lack of planning for the infrastructure of the future. We see a lot of development going in around Ancaster, but these new houses are going to bring with them cars. And right now the roads in Ancaster are quite small, and a lot of stoplights are there to initially prevent speeders going through school zones, but they're now causing mass, massive jams right within the town itself. So perhaps changing some of those to roundabouts, as well as getting other routes that can navigate you to hubs of the town. As far as the priorities for the rest of Hamilton go, road quality seems to be the overarching problem that people uh, are talking about. I've heard this on radio and in print. I'd like to come back to this later because it applies to another question coming up, but I have some ideas of how we can modernize the way that people can request road maintenance done. And transit is the other big issue for the rest of Hamilton. LRT is lumped into there as well. A while back, we had the issue with the driver shortages on, on the buses. I personally have never had an issue with the bus, and I take it to the Bulldogs games, but uh, I do hear stories from people all around Hamilton, and I want to do something about it. What are three skills you will bring to elected office that make you the best choice to represent Hamiltonians on city council? The first one that comes to mind is critical thinking. The time I spent at McMaster, I studied philosophy, and that program has a lot of courses about logic and reasoning, and that has really developed that skill set within me. The second one is resourcefulness. So my master's was an online program, and it posed a lot of challenges. Now, master's degrees in general have challenges such as time management and having a good work ethic. However, doing it online, I had to deal with technical challenges and also be mindful of time zones. And I did this all while juggling a school life balance, and I felt essentially it was all by myself since my friends were either still in school, 
but with, within a classroom with other peers, or they're out in the workforce. So I had to do all of this while being basically by myself, and I had to utilize what time I had to get together with friends and family. So the third skill that I want to bring up, it's not one that's very common, but I think it applies here, and that is compassion. This one's harder to articulate on, on how I bring it to the table, but I think everything in my platform that I want to change, it's because the things that are being done right now are negatively impacting people, and I want to help. And it's not just that I want to help, but through my education, I have been trained to help, and that's what I want to bring to the table. Hamilton zoning regulations prevent the building of multi-unit clustered housing, which is in scale with existing single-family housing, commonly referred to as the missing middle. There are approximately 100,000 Hamiltonians in their 20s and approximately 140,000 Hamiltonians over the age of 65. The missing middle is medium-density, transit-connected housing in walkable communities and is important to young renters, first-time owners, and critical for seniors seeking to successfully age in place in the communities they've lived for decades. As a member of City Council, you will need to address housing challenges in Hamilton. You will face opposition to infill development and provincially mandated intensification. How will you respond to concerns about development, and where do you believe mid-density growth should occur in your ward? So this issue is close to me because I am in real estate. A lot of my coworkers attempt to flip old properties within the city to multi-unit houses, but zoning is a huge challenge. So I think one way that council can help is be more flexible when it comes to allowances. And that's not to say remove zoning bylaws altogether, but just be more relaxed when it comes to certain areas and certain circumstances. In my ward, in Ward 12, we're seeing a bit of this happening out towards the Walmart area, as well as further south in the Rymel and Stonechurch Road areas. I think those are good places for them. Those areas have a lot of room to expand and grow, but we need to make sure that the infrastructure is there to take care of these people. Transportation needs to be able to get out there efficiently and bring those people to other areas within the city. What is something unique or interesting about Ward 12 that you believe the rest of Hamilton should know? There are a lot of interesting areas in Ward 12, but I think if I had to pick one, it would be the Coach and Lantern on a Wednesday or Thursday night. If you can get there and get a seat right at the front to listen to some live blues music, you won't find those musicians anywhere else in the city. What are two changes you will propose to improve city services? So the first change I want to do is modernize a lot of the services by taking them online and making them digital. This will allow people a lot more freedom when reporting and checking in on what's going on within the city. The second change I want to push for is accessibility. Now this is not just physical accessibility, but also cultural and social accessibility. The rainbow walkway recently painted on Main Street was a simple example of how the city can be more inclusive and feel accessible across social domains. What are two changes you will propose to improve quality of life in Hamilton? One of my more unique goals is to provide Hamiltonians access to academic journals by working with public libraries and the education institutes such as McMaster and Mohawk. The second idea is one that I first read about in an article, and I believe it started in Fort Worth, Texas, which is they paid homeless people to help clean up the city streets. This program has spread to San Diego, Seattle, and even up in Canada to Winnipeg, and I believe Vancouver as well. 
So keeping the city looking nice and helping people get back on their feet in tough times improves quality of life for everyone. Hamilton City Council decided against ranked balloting. Ranked ballots enable voters to choose by prioritizing candidates they feel qualified for public office and best able to represent them. What is your position on ranked ballots? I'm in favor of it. I'm in favor of ranked ballots. It eliminates strategic voting. It makes people feel more involved in the selection process, and they feel like their vote matters more. It also helps limit incumbent advantage. How will you improve civic governance and engagement during the next four years? I want to digitize the road maintenance system, as I've stated previously, so it's easier and more efficient for people to see what Hamilton is doing for them. But also bringing public forums and town halls online as well. This will let people who can't be there in person still get a voice. How will the City of Hamilton's strategic plan guide your decision-making in hiring a new city manager, and what qualities do you seek in a new city manager? The first is they must have an understanding of the three pillars of sustainability. That is economy, environment, and social well-being. We're looking more for a sustainable engineer, someone who can craft communities that are connected, and I want this approach to be multidisciplined. I want them to keep the work within the city and not outsource it, and I want the focus to be going green. On top of that, they need to be fully aware of the social implications of any decision that they bring. Politics is the art of allocating limited resources and compromising to find solutions. How will you do so? This goes back to the skills I developed during my master's. There's no clear, easy answer to this question, but there are steps that we can take. And and the first one is to prioritize what needs to be done and either do it first or at least count it first so that we don't end up overcommitting to something down the road. It's 2022. The public record is writing a review of the four-year council term that is just ending. What three words do you hope we will use to describe your term on council, and what three words do you hope will describe council as a whole? So for myself, I would hope to be described as modern, energetic, and creative. But I want these words to apply not just to me, but to council and the city as a whole. We can bring systems in line with the tech of today and prepare for the tech of the future as well as find interesting and unorthodox solutions to problems that we haven't been able to fix. From our thriving arts center, as well as our cultures and communities across the city, we have waterfront, forest trails, waterfalls, we have it all. Hamilton can be an idea that other cities strive for. Thank you. That's the end of the prepared questions you were sent in advance. Do you have any closing remarks you wish to share? I would just like to ask anyone who wants to learn more to check out my website, kevinmarley.ca. And they can feel free to contact me through email, social media, whatever they prefer. I'd love to hear from people and hear what their ideas are. I want to thank the Terry Berry branch of the Hamilton Public Library, whose sound studio we use to record this podcast. This has been episode 44 of the Public Records, the 155 podcast. The Public Record is Hamilton's local, independent, reader-funded news outlet. This podcast is made possible by members of the Public Records Press Club. Visit thepublicrecord.ca to learn more and listen to all episodes of the 155 podcast. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed. The Public Record is a member of the National News Media Council, a voluntary self-regulatory organization that deals with journalistic practices and ethical behavior. To learn more about the Media Council, visit the Media Council at mediacouncil.ca. Thank you for listening. See you at the polls on October 22nd.